you know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. Mm. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Forever35.
Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. I'm Dori Shafrir. And we are not experts. But we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And we welcome you to a mini episode, which is where we hear from you, we share your comments and thoughts, and answer your questions to the best of our ability. And please do remember, we are not experts. We are podcast hosts, and we do always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or mental health professional as needed. And if you want to reach us, our voicemail number is 781-591-0390, and our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. It is indeed. <laughs> Sometimes I just like to throw little things in to try to get a laugh. Look, I get it. You know, and I laugh. It. it worked. This is why I keep it doing did. it. Um, let's kick things off with a voicemail response to a previous listener email. You may recall um, on a past mini episode, a listener wrote in because their boss was criticizing their managerial style and calling them a pushover. I think we named this boss Derek Chad. Yes, we did. Hi, Kat and George. This is Alicia calling from Portland. And I am calling because I can't stop thinking about the caller on this week's mini episode about her boss who makes disparaging remarks about her being a pushover. And I totally agree with your guys' advice that she should talk to him. And I also thought that it's important to reframe his narrative, you might say, about being a pushover and that that's not actually doesn't have to be a bad thing and that, in fact, it can be an intentional choice about leadership style and how to manage a team and what he perceives as pushover might actually be kindness and respect and um, making intentional choices about how we as women operate in the workplace and that it can be a strength of ours. And I say this because I have these conversations with friends all the time about um, what people perceive as caring too much or um, being a pushover or those different things are actually what sometimes make us really good at our jobs. Um, and I just think sometimes that's overlooked and then people have different styles and that's totally fine too. But that that doesn't mean, it just it doesn't mean that it's not an intentional and strategic workplace choice that we should have every right to make. Um, so that was all. I just wanted her, the caller, to feel like it's not just that his comments are inappropriate, but also that they're wrong because she's probably great at her job. And that's everything. I hope you're having a great day and I'll well listen to you later. Bye. What a brilliant perspective. Yeah. I love uh, this. I loved it too. Yeah. Period. End of sentence. Totally. No more needed to say. No. Thank you. What a great reframe and great perspective and just add it to the convo. Yeah. Um, next up, another voicemail. Hi, Kate and Dory. This is Kat. I am actually your listener who called in uh, maybe a month ago about my therapist playing solitaire. Um, she actually corrected me that she was playing free cell. Um, but I'm calling to make a suggestion. Um, I'm listening to your recent episode, While I Floss Before I Brush in the Bathroom. Um, and I was wondering if you'd consider using a different word other than purge when you talk about getting rid of your stuff. Um, we recently did an office move, and people called it the Great Purge. And then people um, in one of our departments actually asked that we stop using that because they found it triggering for people who had suffered from eating disorders or um, who experienced disordered eating, which I know, Kate, is something that you've talked about openly. So I was wondering if you would ever consider using a word other than purge. Um, 
And that's all. It's just food for thought, no pun intended. Thanks, and love the podcast to still. Great question. Interesting question. One, I want to know what your office, what word your office ended up using. So this was my question too. Because what is the word? Yeah, a hundred percent. We would totally consider using it. I mean, I'm only speaking for myself, but sure. After hearing this voicemail, it's like, what else? What is? I googled um, synonyms for purge. Yeah, what'd you come up with? Uh, I mean, I'd have to re-Google. I mean, I think we would just say like a getting a getting rid of. There has to be another word that has the same. I think removal is is the great removal. Clearance. I need to I need to remove my house this weekend. I mean, I think it's like a clearing out. I need to clear out my house this weekend. I mean, I don't know when purge started becoming the word for this. It does accurately describe what is happening. Yeah. I would be curious if other people find it triggering. If that's not, that's yeah. the first I've heard of it. And I'm really appreciate you bringing it up with us and suggesting a yeah. different word choice. And if you have suggestions for other words. Yeah, I would love to. I would love, love to think yeah. about it. So we will, uh, we will take this under advisement. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Kat. Okay. We've got, um, oh, Dory. A hall of fame email. It's already, I mean, it's a legendary email. It is a email. legendary email. This was an email. This was one of the ones that Dory forwards with the, I love this. It got an I preface. love this. It did. <laughs> and you will immediately know why within the first line. Dory, mm-hmm. I th- think you should narrate right. this Thank one. Thank you. Hi, Kate and Dory. My name is Claire, and I'm 13. I found your podcast while scrolling through the top 100 podcasts to listen to, so I subscribed. Are we in the top 100 of podcasts? I don't know. I mean, this was also news to me. So thank you, Claire, for cluing me in. I was like, oh, top 100. Since listening to you, I've gotten up earlier, eaten healthier, and now I'm on a steady skincare routine. I live in Alaska, which I moved to three years ago. I've made a really good friend here, but I still have a lot of friends in the place I used to live. There are some friends there who I still write with back who I still write back and forth with, but where I live, I don't have the option of texting because there is no Wi-Fi at my house. It's hard being away from my friends while we are going through different phases and especially our teen years. My question is, how do you guys keep up with friends you haven't seen in a while? And how do you keep it from being awkward when you do see them? Thank you so much for making the podcast. And I can't wait for the next episode. Claire! Claire. Oh my God, I'm 13! I know. Claire! Claire! Thank you so much for writing in. This made me feel so good. We love you. Yeah, we do. Um, I had a suggestion for something that I know that you have used that I have not used, which is the Marco Polo app. So I thought maybe she would have access to Wi-Fi like at the library or at school or something. And she could upload um, videos to Marco Polo. I don't know if that's like a real like okay boomer thing to suggest. I know. Are we about to be so boomery but right now? But she did email us and ask. That's fair. That's fair. So our response is, Claire, no, they're coming from two women in their 40s. Yes. Um, I, this is, yes, this is tricky because there's no option. There's no Wi-Fi. So texting is hard. Now here's where I'm going to sound really ancient. What if you like hand, what if you picked a couple of like your most important friends and tried writing a letter? I also had this thought, but she did. But then I thought, she does say there are friends who she still writes back and forth with. So it sounded to me like she was looking for a more sort of... 
I think immediate solution. I mean, I think it's tricky because without the Wi-Fi, it seems to eliminate a lot of access to like FaceTime and like setting up a face date, a face date, a FaceTime date, um, perhaps like not just doing a phone call, but setting up like a regular, like maybe there's a show you both love and then you talk about it on the phone after. So you're kind of like setting up some sort of scheduled weekly meeting. Yeah. I mean, but also, I mean, people talk on the phone without FaceTime. That's what I, I was. That's what yeah. I meant. Because the phone you don't need wireless right. for, presumably. Yeah. So, so could you just talk on the phone with them? Especially if you have a landline. Yeah. Do people still do that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, Claire, I would love your feedback here because I, I don't know if like a, if thirteen year olds still talk on the phone the way that we did in nineteen ninety two. You know, yeah. I mean that, that there's the way teens and communicate is possibly different, but also could be very similar. Yeah. My kids are not old enough yet, so I don't know. Right. But I, I, if you feel comfortable like setting up weekly phone dates or bi-weekly phone dates so that you just chat on the phone, yeah. I feel like that is, I don't know, that's how back in our time we were on the phone nonstop. I mean, another thing that I used to do with like camp friends and friends who lived far away is we would make mixtapes for each other. Ooh, I love that. Like a Spotify playlist? Yeah. So maybe you could make some playlists for them. That's a cute idea. Mm-hmm. I think here's uh, here's something that I, the question that I really liked is how do you keep it from being awkward when you reconnect with a friend in person? I think personally, my go-to move is to just acknowledge the awkwardness. Yeah. And just say like, I'm ner- I'm feeling nervous or like, it, this is so good to see you, but also I'm like kind of excited. Yeah, we haven't seen each other in real life for so long. Yeah. Another thing you could do if, if um, Wi-Fi is tricky for you is you could make a video as you would in Marco Polo and send it to them later. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, isn't that- I think in Marco Polo, you can make mess. I'm just, the, the messages are, com- they're transported via the wireless. But I don't know if you can make a message in Marco Polo and then send oh, it and then later. Send it later. Yes. Right, right, right. Again, because I'm 40. I mean, or she could like record the videos at home and then send them. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But just like via text or something. You could also send voice memos. Yeah. Like you could just record your, if talking on the phone is weird, you could just like chatter away in a five minute voice memo and then send it to your friend when you have have wireless. Yeah. Look at us coming up with all these solutions. (laughs) We've got it. We could uh, be in one of those movies where we have to be adults going into like secretly being eighth graders, like undercover cops. Never been kissed. That's like the last time that genre kind of exists. I feel like that genre was really big in the 80s of like an adult being in a high school, which is very weird. Yeah, totally. Finally, someone was like, this is weird. We shouldn't make these movies anymore. (laughs) Uh, Claire, we hope that helps. And thank you so much for listening and for writing us that it really like warmed our hearts. It really, really listening. All right. We're going to take a short break. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish 
on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to Become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss, or Think Like a Boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. 
Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more like truly the list goes on and on and the best part is that quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands by partnering directly with top factories quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us and they only work with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes something that's very important to us So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. So in a previous episode, someone asked us for advice about SAD, seasonal affective disorder. And as per usual, our listeners had some great advice. So here's an email. I'm emailing about being sad. No, not just down seasonal affective disorder. My mother had it growing up and I've identified with it as well since my teenage years. Not sure if it's a gene thing or learning her behaviors or just New York weather, but here I am. I have some coping strategies I've honed over the years that worked for me other than of course, seeking out a therapist. One, schedule your day around when it's light out. Sad has more to do with vitamin D and light than the cold. Two, Speaking of light, try to take advantage of those bright, not so cold days and take a walk, be outside briefly. I try to commute to work in a way that allows me to be in the sun. I am also in Brooklyn and I am lucky enough to have the option of a ferry to work or a partly above ground terrain. Three, my mother swears by the light boxes easily found on Amazon. Four, hot yoga. Five, winter intentions. I have winter hobbies I don't do in the summer, knitting, bullet journaling, baking, and winter to-do lists for home projects. Six, summer gratitudes and traditions to look forward to for whatever season you feel the most joy be mindful of the memories and create seasonal routines i keep a list of the great things i did over the summer and reframe the narrative from being upset i can't do it to valuing the times i did have and promising that i will do those things again when my season comes back winter does end 
These are all such great suggestions. And you know what I love? I love a list. And I love a numbered list. I love a narrative reframe. Oh, you do. I do. Um, We received another email. I did. Should I take this one? Yeah, please grace us with your voice. Thank you. I've struggled with seasonal depression for almost my whole life. I was diagnosed 18 years ago at 15 years old. I've lived in Metro Detroit my whole life, and our winters are basically six months long. Very short, dark days, in addition to constant record temperature lows and what can seem like endless snow and ice. And being in the city slash suburbs is definitely not as pretty as up north. The snow itself becomes gray and black and hideous. Don't even get me started on the driving anxiety. For many years, I did nothing to try to make it better and just marinated in the sadness, exhaustion, and some suicidal ideation. But a couple of things fast forwarded my journey. When my mom passed four years ago, I had to go on antidepressants and I've never looked back. When my cat died tragically this year, I had to start therapy and it's tremendously helped me with all my issues. Those aren't really my tips, though. Because of the medication and therapy, I've been better able to take care of myself. It's not a flashy cure, but the truth is that the secret to keeping the depression at bay is daily maintenance. For me, that means taking vitamin D, probiotics, and multivitamins every night and using my sun lamp every morning, in addition to working out twice a week and trying to go outside when it is sunny. I can't recommend the vitamin D and sun lamp enough. The sun lamp isn't a gradual thing that needs to build up in your system. You will get energy as a direct result every time. They're pretty inexpensive now, and there are tons on Amazon, even portable ones. If you don't have time in the morning, you could possibly bring it to work. I use it for 10 to 15 minutes each morning while drinking coffee. You literally you literally don't have to do anything but sit there, which is great when you're worn down. I don't love taking pills, so I bought the vitamin D gummies, and it only took a few weeks before it became a full habit to take them before bed. On the weekends, I go to the gym Saturday and do an easier workout at home on Sunday. If they're applicable to you and you can afford them, I obviously very highly recommend medication and or therapy, but those aren't the only things you can do. Daily maintenance like mine is keeping me going better than I have in decades. Also, please be patient with yourselves. If you're drained, there's nothing wrong with sleeping more than usual. If you don't feel up to a social event, don't go and don't feel bad for not going. If you don't want to leave the house, you can work out at home usually. Shortcuts are fine and do not mean anything bad about you. For instance, if you hate leaving the house in winter or don't have the energy, use Instacart and meal or produce delivery services if you can afford them. When you have thoughts that say rude things about you, pretend it's a friend you're talking to. You'd never tell a depressed friend they were being lazy or a bad person by taking shortcuts when they don't have the energy. Sorry if this is long. I just want people to feel better. So daily maintenance and being patient with yourself. I'm sure many of you, like me, wish there was an easy fix, but trust me, this is it. Great tips in here. This this email, chock full of tips. One of my best friends does what this listener mentioned. They sit in front of their sun lamp and drink their coffee for like 10 to 15 minutes every morning in the you winter. Know, I really wish when I lived in New York that I'd just bitten the bullet and gotten the, the lamp. I, me too, because I think it would have, and, and even just growing up in Massachusetts and going to school yeah. in Maine, it was dark at 345 every day. Yes. And it really was challenging. It really gets to you. I remember when I first moved to LA, it was, I think I moved in April. So it like started, it was still kind of cold, like when I left. And I just remember walking outside and feeling like a plant that had finally been like exposed to the sun. Mm. And I was like, Oh yeah, you, you, you blossom. <laughs> yeah. It really does make a difference. It truly, truly does. It's really interesting to see vitamin D coming up a lot. Yeah. People are really good about taking their vitamin D. I take vitamin D. I don't, but never say never apparently because I had to, mm. I had to have my vitamin D level tested when I started IVF mm. and it was low 
And that is one of the things that they recommend for fertility, that you get your vitamin D levels up. And then I've just continued to take a, a vitamin D pill every day. Hmm. Good tip. Yeah. We have uh, one voicemail I wanted to play with some really great advice. Also uh, from Michigan, this listener. Hi, Kat and Dor. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller, and I'm actually a second time caller now because the first time I called, I was so out of breath and distracted. I'm out on a morning winter walk with my dog uh, who has a tendency to get very excited when he sees other dogs, and that's precisely what he was doing when I called. Um, the reason that I'm calling is in response to your questions about seasonal depression, seasonal depression hacks, tricks, tips, uh, all that good stuff. I am a graduate student, which is pressure in and of itself, and I live in Michigan. Uh, so you can imagine that weather, weather here is cold, winters are long, and seasonal depression is very, very real. One of the things that my husband and I have started to do really all year long, but which I think has the biggest impact on both of our mental health in the fall and in the winter, is a weekly dinner party with friends. We typically switch off, so one week we'll host, the next week they'll host. It means that nobody's got to do too much work on any given week, but it's a really lovely thing to look forward to. We do it on Sunday, Saturday night. Um, and when you've just had a really crummy Wednesday and it's been cold and gloomy and terrible, being able to text your buds and talk about what you're going to cook on that Saturday night or what kind of wine you should pair, um, it helps to remind you that those very long, very dark days have their end um, and that there is really good stuff in there as well. Looking forward to hearing everybody else's tips and tricks for seasonal depression. And thank you so much for the pod. It's really, it's a pleasure to listen. Percy and I are out here every morning listening to y'all talk about self-care and thinking about how to continue to be nice to, nice to ourselves and to one another. Thank you so much again. Bye-bye. This is a fun idea for anybody. Yeah, I love that. Me too. I don't, you know... I have such social anxiety that I'm always terrible about having people over for meals. That's something I want to work on about myself. You know, you had my husband and uh, me over for a meal for Christmas last year. And I probably stressed about it for like five weeks. And it was so lovely. Like my, I was visiting my friend in Oregon and she was just like, we're just gonna have people over for dinner. And like their friends came over and it was very, like they could, it was no, nobody was stressed. And I was like, how is this not a point of panic for them we gotta get you that new allison roman cookbook i know i was gonna ask for it for christmas oh, okay so fyi allison, right. allison roman always want everything she does mm -hmm. and talks about well we're gonna transition once more to an ad break <laughs> That was bad, huh? That was a bad segue. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, wait, aren't we supposed to be taking a break? Right we now? are. We are. All right. We'll be right back. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. 
And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving, that sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Well, we're back. Here we go. Hi, Kate and Dory. My name is Corey and I'm a first-time caller. And I just felt really inspired to call and respond to the listener who is really close with her parents. She's an only child, and she's afraid about moving away from her parents um, and going off to college on her own. I'm 21 years old. I'm a senior in college, and I had almost a parallel experience to this listener. And I'm an only child as well, and my mom is my absolute best friend. And I think something that this listener needs to think about is not so much whether or not her parents, how her parents are going to feel about her leaving, because they want what's best for her. And she needs to think about whether or not she would be happy moving far, far away. And it sounds like she would be. But I also think it's important to remember that we live in a day and age where it is so easy to keep in such close contact. If you need to, FaceTime your parents every single day and talk about exactly what you did that day, just the same as if you were home. I think that technology really allows us to be close to people that are super far away. And I think your parents would want what's best for you. And if you really feel like moving far away from home, is what's right for you, I think you should take the leap. Thanks, guys. Love the pod. Bye. What a lovely voicemail. We also got an email that we wanted to share. Uh, To the 21-year-old considering moving away from her parents, I am a 37-year-old only child who is emotionally close to her parents. I went to undergrad six hours away from home and without a car, so I couldn't go home regularly. I still live six hours away and see them in person every few months. Having some distance from them has given me the opportunity to do some things and develop relationships that I might not otherwise have if my parents had been involved in my day-to-day life. I went out at weird hours and made friends who were unlike my high school friends. I traveled to places 
places they wouldn't dream of visiting. And I took a few jobs that wouldn't have been available in my hometown. Those experiences have played a huge role in making me who I am today. It also forced me to learn how to live without a safety net nearby and prompted me to recognize and work through some codependency I had in my relationship with my parents, which has benefited my mental health and my marriage. I love my parents and we're still close. I talk to them on the phone and visit as often as I can. I know they miss me and would like to spend more time with me, but they are proud of who I've become. I do wonder what it would be like to be able to see them, say, on a weekly basis for dinner, and I occasionally get sad about not being there more often, but I'm grateful for my choices and at this point wouldn't change a thing. That said, this doesn't mean choosing to move away is what you should do. There is no right choice. In either choice, you stand to gain big things and you will make some sacrifices. Adulthood is about facing down these kinds of choices, weighing your options to the best of your ability, and then confidently embracing the choice you make, knowing you can reevaluate it and have permission to change your mind in the future. Hmm. Beautifully said, so beautifully listener. Said. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Wow! great advice great advice um dory we have this voicemail that i want to share yes before we read this email at the end of mm-hmm. things i think we have time for both okay great hi kate and dory um i'm a little bit behind but i just listened to the gift giving episode the gift guide episode and you guys were talking dory's um splurge item was the jason air wrap um, and I just have to call in and say I highly recommend this purchase, um, especially, Kate, if you want, like, these, like, beautiful curls that last for days and look not like they came from a curling iron. Um, it comes with a hair dryer in it, so it's kind of like I know it's a splurge, but, again, I'm a public school teacher. I saved my mad money for four, no, six months to get this thing, and I bought it. And I have never been happier with a purchase. I tell my husband, if the house burns down, I'm going back for the Dyson Air Styler. Um, it's the possession that I will take um, with me. I bring it on trips. I don't put it in my checked bag because I'm petrified somebody's going to steal it because um, I cherish and love it so. Um, I don't find that it's great for the stra- straightening as much. I, I have used it for straightening, and it's, and it's good. But if you just want to straighten, I would not recommend it. But if you want these curls... I mean, it's, my hair is thick, straight, never, there's no curling iron that could ever curl it. Um, not even at the hairstylist could they curl it and hold a curl. And this, I can sleep in my curls. It's like three days straight, and they're still like these beautiful, like natural-looking things. It's so simple to use. I thought I would be a dummy, and like my hair would get caught into it. And it like, it's just magic. This is like what science was made for, to make my hair do this so i highly recommend it um and no i don't work for dyson i love you guys love the podcast it's like hanging out with my girlfriend um thanks keep doing what you're doing bye i am sold what a great endorsement right get me that air wrap carries carries it on (laughs) planes it is her most prized possession. Well, it is very expensive. Is very I, expensive. I would also carry it on. Yes. That is a fear of mine. Someone finds it and they're like, ooh, I've wanted this Dyson <laughs> hair wrap. I mean, what an endorsement. Mm-hmm. Nothing I like more than when a teacher says that what science was made for is for Dyson hair wrap. And that she saved up for it. Yeah. It sounds like an amazing product. I, know, I, I really mean, want one. I do too. <laughs> but oh my gosh, it's so expensive. So expensive. Okay. Well. We'll just keep having that this conversation. Okay, cool. But any other uh, Dyson <laughs> hair wrap people out there, send us your thoughts. Air wrap. 
Oh, I keep calling it a hair wrap. I think that's the pun. Oh, well, I fell for it. Mm-hmm. Well, Dory, before we sign off, we had a submission to the embarrassing story corner. My favorite corner. This is your favorite corner? I like to hang out on this corner. You do. You're always just kind of walking into this corner yeah. and staying there. I am. Um, this is quite a story. Quite a tale. So they write, Dear Kate and Dory, as soon as I heard you put out a call for listeners embarrassing stories, I knew I had to get in touch to share this doozy. Then they suggest we recite this part in a Sophia Petrillo voice, who is the mom on Golden Girls, which I'm not going to do. Picture it. Oh, my God. Morningside Heist, Manhattan, circa 2006. Oh, that was all right. That was pretty good, Dory. Not too bad. I was in some work. Yeah, but you know what? As someone without an acting background, I feel like you really nailed it. Thank you, Your character work was pretty great. Appreciate that. I was in my early 20s living in an apartment with three other girls, just a random assortment of Craigslist roomies. In classic New York City, shitty apartment style, my bedroom had for sure once been a dining room and was directly across from our small kitchen. One evening, I went on a date with some Derek Chad. I really appreciate you using... A made-up name. Great callback. Yep, thank you. (laughs) Nothing special. It ended up with us parting ways at my building door. I had only had a drink or two and wasn't drunk or anything. I went upstairs, went to bed, woke up the next morning, and went about my day. It was an uneventful evening, or so I thought. Cut to the following evening, and I'm sitting on my bed in a state of blissful ignorance until my roommate, Janet, quietly knocks on my door and peeks in the room. She asks very gently if I'm feeling okay. Weird, Janet, but okay, yeah, I'm fine. Why? She asks if I remember talking with her last night. I most certainly do not. She looks concerned. Hmm, yeah, I thought you might not. She proceeds to tell me that she had been up late, not feeling well, and making herself some tea in the kitchen when I came in, and apparently had a conversation with her, the contents of which are lost to history. She then said that she turned around to tend to her tea, and when she turned back around, I was peeing in the vegetable crisper. Note, the caps are me yelling at myself. Janet was very gentle with my imploding emotions. Now, I don't know what I was expecting Janet to tell me, but it sure as hell was not that. I am instantly mortified and launch into a thousand apologies, reiterating that I have zero memory of any of this. Janet says that she thought I might not remember because, quote, it's still there. That's right, cat and door. Not only did I, in some bladder-emptying fugue state, open a shared refrigerator, pull out and squat over the crisper drawer, and pee in front of a near stranger, I also left my urine there all day, sloshing about. Janet very kindly helped me empty, clean, and bleach the drawer, and we never spoke of it again. Wow. I mean... (laughs) Do you think this is like a sleepwalking situation? I think she was drunk. I think she was drunker than she thought she was. Oh, and she was and she was sleepwalking also. So a combo. Mm-hmm. My ex-boyfriend once peed like in the kitchen because he thought it was the bathroom. Yes, I have experienced someone peeing in a closet. Yeah. In the middle of the night thinking mm-hmm. it was a bathroom. It happens. I yeah. mean, honestly, I will say. It was contained. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like of all the places yeah. to accidentally pee and not remember it, I feel like a, a crisper. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's not the worst. The vision of someone opening the fridge and then just like squatting on a crisper <laughs> is going to stay with me. <laughs> For life. <gasps> For a very long time. For a long time. Well, on that note, that crispy note. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening, <laughs> for journeying with us on this, uh, this path. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.